Hello there, this is a J-Man show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community station. I'm your host, Jaya Bino, and my guest today is Pastor Dwayne Wheeler from Wine Temple. How are you doing, sir? Good to see you, Pastor. Hey, man, how are you? It's so good to see you. I'm doing blessed, you know, you know, good, you know, just, you know, working part-time at the, at, at the Gardens of Phoenix, so finishing up school for next year. It's going, I say it's been, been a pretty blessed year, you know. So I'll get my question here is what made you want to become a pastor? What made me want to follow in my father's footsteps? Well, I'll tell you, it was uh, many, many things. Like you said, my father was the best pastor in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Uh so I had a great example. Um, to tell you the truth, I'm actually a third generation pastor. My grandfather was a pastor, and then my father was a pastor, and now I'm a pastor. Um, I loved seeing how he took care of people mm-hmm. and uh, taking care of and looking out for the persons and the ones that are less fortunate uh, than us. Uh, I've always uh, had a heart to help people. And so when I accepted the call to the ministry uh, some 30 years ago, I've been ordained for uh, over 30 years. And uh, my pastoral assignment that I have now at the Greater Deliverance Temple Church, Mm -hmm. uh, the city of Lowell, Massachusetts, I've been pastoring there for approximately eight years. I just love helping people, and you know. And uh, from an early age, you were my little, you were my little brother. Yeah, still my little brother. You got that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will always, uh, you know, look out for you, Thank uh, you. for your best interests. So, um, can you tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about that day, that day when your when, when uh, your father passed away. The day, how was that day when my father passed away? Can right. I say that was the worst day? Uh, of my life um it and it was it took me a long time to be able to uh process mm-hmm. uh what happened and when i say it took me a long time it took me a long time uh reason being because mm-hmm. uh, i had work to do uh in spite of him leaving here mm-hmm. you understand? And because of the work uh, that uh, I had to do, uh, I had to put my feelings on the back burner. Uh, That day, I'll tell you all about that day. I still remember it like it was yesterday. And it's been Mm -hmm. 20 plus plus years, uh, almost going on 25 years. Um, My father uh, had, he he had Agent Orange, okay? My father was a Vietnam veteran. Mm -hmm. And uh, the war came back to kill him uh, 20 plus years, 30 years after he left the war. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and uh, his body wasn't able to beat it. Okay. Uh, prior to, well, he, he had beat it once. Mm-hmm. And then, I, then uh, at that time I was living in this uh, city of Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, it, but he beat it. But then I got a call one day from him and he said, uh, and it was a call like I've never had before. Uh, talk with my dad. My dad told me, uh, son, I need you. And those were words I had never heard in my life wow. coming from my father. 
uh, because you knew my father mm-hmm. and he was, he was everything to everybody. Yeah. So for him to come to me saying, son, I need you. I knew uh, that things were in a dire strait. Uh, I told dad, I said, dad, just give me a couple of weeks to uh, tie up a few, few ends here in Little Rock and then I'll be on my way home. Uh, so I was able to come home. Uh, I was able to take care of my father uh, till he took his last breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the best job that I ever had. Um, I was angry uh, that he left us. Left, and I say left us because mm-hmm. he left us. <laughs> uh, he left us. Uh, and, you know, because I felt that he had so much more work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was such a great leader. He was a leader's leader. He was a pastor's pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and still to this day, when I talk to uh, many of other people that uh, were in my father's life, who he had taken on as mentees, uh, still to this day, uh, they speak to the wealth of knowledge uh, and the things that they learned from my father. And mm-hmm. for that, even though it was a bad day with him leaving, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I said, it took me a while to process. It. Uh, and then, the, you know, the Lord had to tell me, he said, listen, your father belonged to me. And so he took, God took what belonged to him. But what he did, Jai, he left us with the interest. Mm-hmm. And you and I were better because uh, we had my father in our lives. I can definitely say he was definitely, you know, the best pastor because he when I ever met in my life, you know, so, yeah. And so after your father uh, left, I say left us, you know. Yes, sir. Uh, um, it, 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 everyone seemed to, seemed to go to separate ways, separate ways from my temple, you know. You know, your mother became a pastor. Um, what, made you, uh, what made your mother decide to become a pastor, um, in, in your opinion? Um, what I believe it was the calling of the Lord uh, for her to succeed, uh, my father and his work. Uh, to be honest with you, it was their work together from yeah. the beginning, mm-hmm. if, if you want the truth to be told. Um, because my mother actually was the one that did the heavy lifting around the Monty Temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was the one that if my father had an idea, she was the one uh, that had the wherewithal uh, to help push it and put it into fruition. And so... Uh, she believe, said she heard from God that that was for her to, uh, you know, to, to carry on the work. And so I supported her wholeheartedly uh, in carrying on the work uh, that her and my father started. Listen, actually, we all we all started it. Mm-hmm. You know, my father, um, the church started in Lynn in the year of 1979 mm-hmm. and moved to uh, Malden, uh, say, probably about 1982. Uh, or thereabouts, uh, and that's where you came on board yeah. uh, when we uh, moved to Malden. And it was my mother uh, that found uh, the church building at 264 Salem Street uh, for uh, my father to come preach in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, again, uh, it was, you know, she had already been doing the work, so you know, it was it was an easier transition uh, for her uh, to be able to continue the work that her and my father started. 
Oh, that's one over here. Now, have you gone back to first of my temple ever since ever, since then? Or? I'm sorry. Have Have you gone back to visit a uh, uh, mind about since your father passed? Because oh yes, yes, I I go to visit frequently. Uh, okay. Even though I have my own ministry okay. uh, that uh, does keep me um, engaged, um, when the opportunity uh, does afford itself, um, I do uh, visit and I do support Amani Temple uh, wholeheartedly, one hundred percent. That's my home church. That's where I came from. That's where my roots are. That's where my legacy is. So I will always uh, support a mighty temple. That's wonderful to hear. And do you still keep in touch with some of the, some of the um, people? From yes, I do. I, um, social media has uh, afforded us an opportunity uh, that we would never have. Um, a mighty temple, again, like I said, it started in 1979. And there have been thousands of people that have come through those doors from 79 to 20, uh, 22. And uh, yes, I do uh, keep in touch uh, with some uh, of our old uh, members and our old parishioners uh, via Facebook uh, and uh, the other uh, social media outlets, you know, Messenger and what have you. Uh, they'll check in with me and I'll, or I'll just see them in my stream and see that they're doing well. Uh, and we have people all across these United States of America uh, that started out at Amani Temple. Yes, we, we absolutely do, you know. Um, yeah, so so what do you see yourself, you know, you, uh, uh, yes, man, still being a minister of preaching? I am looking for greater, uh, greater and greater and greater. Um, yes, I do believe that I um, will continue uh, sharing the good news of the gospel uh, wherever I go, and not only sharing the good news of the gospel. Uh, when Jesus uh, talked to the people, after he finished talking to the people, he also uh, fed the people and he healed the people. And that's the, that's the mantra of my ministry. Uh, we feed people. Uh, we clothe people. You know, uh, the words Jesus said, he said, if I was hungry, did you feed me? Mm -hmm. He said, if I, would, if I needed clothes, did you put clothes on my back? If I needed someplace to stay, did you put a roof over my head? He said, if you'd done it to the least of them, you did it unto me. So there I find uh, that's, that is my life's goal. I want to be able to treat people uh, and show people uh, a better way. Um, you know, I, we have a, a ministry uh, in our church where we deal with uh, people with substance abuse issues. Uh, we have a ministry in our church uh, where we deal with disabled veterans. Uh, we have a ministry within our church that my wife oversees. Uh, it's called the... Uh, has foundation which is healing all scars which is our domestic violence ministry i take ministry in a holistic approach do you understand what i'm saying sure uh, uh if i because i tell people all the time if all i do is uh stand behind a pulpit and jump up and down and get sweaty for 30 or 40 minutes on a sunday morning that's not pastoring to me. Pastoring is seeing to the needs of the people that God has given you. I'm that pastor that 
if you if you have a court case, Jay, I'm that pastor that will come to come put my suit on and we're going to go to court together. OK, I'm that pastor that if you if you got a doctor's appointment and you're worried about what the what the what the doctor's report has to say, all you got to do is say, hey, pastor, uh, are you available? I'm that pastor that will go you. with you uh, to the doctor's appointment. I'm that pastor that will sit with you while you're going through chemo, while you're going through dialysis. Because like I said, it's not all about what you do within those four walls. It's all about what you do outside of those four walls. And that's what really makes Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. What advice can I give to you, to anybody that wants to be a pastor, or a singer. You have to make sure that that is your calling. You understand what I'm saying? First off. Uh, And if that's your calling, then you need to make sure that you are equipped for your calling. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, It's being a pastor. You cannot be a a real pastor. Uh, Being a pastor ain't just an old willy nilly thing. Okay. we have being a pastor, especially uh, post pandemic or through this pandemic. I know so many pastors that have thrown in the towel, that yeah. have quit and said they're not doing this anymore. Uh, but I can, the best advice that I can give to a pastor is understand what your job description is. Mm-hmm. Because, see, if you understand what your job description is, then you don't get hurt because you understood what you signed up for. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best analogy for uh, a pastor uh, today is that uh, pastors are bus drivers. We're bus drivers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And being a bus driver, what happens to a bus driver that's driving a bus route? People will get on the bus. Mm-hmm. People will get off the bus. Yes. But the bus has to keep on rolling. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I tell a pastor today, if you don't have a bus driver's mentality, don't jump into the ring. And again, and like I, you said, singers also not a. Uh, I I'll tell yeah, I can tell you about. But I'm not a. I'm not a singer. Okay. I, I make a joyful noise. Okay. <laughs> Let's get that straight first. Okay. Okay. That's the I. I've never have uh, <laughs> have, have primed myself to be a great singer, but I can give. I can tell you this. If you cannot hold the note, mm-hmm. then the singing ministry may not be for you. <laughs> if you are tone deaf and you can't, uh, uh, you mess up the words, then the singing ministry may not for, be for you. Mm-hmm. You may need be on the usher board, and that's okay. <laughs> Understand, uh, and like I said, you gotta if if it is your calling, you gotta equip yourself. You have to equip yourself. And what do I mean by equipping yourself? Uh, if, if, you're, if you're called to be a singer, uh, then get you some get you some voice lessons. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Get you a hymn book and learn them old standards because those old standards <laughs> still work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that helped somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'll have somebody there for you. Yeah. So how did COVID affect you? How did COVID affect me? COVID affected our ministry um, tremendously. Uh, but we, but I have a mentality 
of not giving up mm -hmm. and finding a way. Okay, so when our church, we had to close our church down because of COVID, God told me that we still needed to stay connected. And so what we, what we did, uh, there's a park that was up the street from our ministry. Mm -hmm. And we would ask the people that uh, wanted, to, wanted to be connected to meet us in the park. And we were six feet apart in the park and we were out in the open air uh, Sunday after Sunday. Uh, and God blessed us that because we did not, we, 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 we didn't shut down. Mm -hmm. Okay. We changed. Uh, we were flexible. We, we were able to be flexible enough so that we were still able to meet the needs of our people. Uh, and so it wasn't easy. Can I tell you that, um, I delivered more groceries mm. during COVID. Uh, I, groceries on top of groceries. I don't know how many times, uh, you know, I've, I've, you know, people would call, were calling me and say, I got the COVID and I'm scared. I don't know what to do. And, uh, and I would pray with them and I would, you know, and, 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 you know, I would also, you know, what you need, you need some chip, you need some soup. Mm -hmm. You need some this, you need some that. And so again, you know, we were, we were very, we were very, very busy uh, during the pandemic, hands on, you know, and I thank God that even though during those two years that COVID was running rampant, I didn't catch COVID until after the thing slowed down, wow. mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and that was only by God's grace uh, because my immune system is compromised because I have a uh, disease called sarcoidosis. Okay. And so, um, you know, I, you know, I deal with a lot of uh, breathing issues and what have you uh, from time to time, but that's just a thorn in my flesh. You know, you remember uh, uh, the apostle uh, Paul said, I had a thorn in my flesh that I asked God three times to take away. And God said, my grace is sufficient. So I thank God that during the pandemic, even though we were going through hard times, mm -hmm. God's grace was sufficient uh, to carry us through. Absolutely. I couldn't say better myself. So what inspires you? What gives you inspiration and hope? What's my inspiration? Yeah, what inspires you? Okay. What inspires me uh, is that God gave me another chance. Mm -hmm. That's what inspires me. Uh, what inspires me is seeing uh, the change in people's lives that I minister to. You know, what inspires me is when I when I have a, a meth addict uh, that comes to my church. And uh, three months later, even though they say methamphetamines is one of the hardest things to kick the hat, uh, they come back and say, I'm free. Uh, Again, seeing people's lives change uh, is what is my inspiration. Why? Because the Jesus made a change in my life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it was a real change. And you understand? And likewise, I saw the change that Jesus made in my father's life. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a facade. It wasn't a joke. What you saw... Uh, out in the public is what you what was going on at the house, 
And you see a lot of people don't, a lot of people, uh, in, you know, in the industry don't, don't do that. You know, they have one, you know, they have one face for uh, the public and then they got a different face for the house. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see a different face. I saw the same face. And because of that, I can do, I'm inspired to do uh, the greater works, man. Greater things are coming. You know, the fight, can I tell you, Jay, mm -hmm. the fight, the battle is on, you know, the fight is on. And, and, and I'll tell you this, if, uh, if you weren't doing anything mm -hmm. uh, that upset the devil, you wouldn't be going through the, wouldn't be going through the struggles and the, and the attacks that you're going through. I know. Yeah. So uh, because of that, when you understand that, uh, you can smile even uh, in the midst of adverse circumstances, brother, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. and know that at the end you got the victory. My question is that God chose to take my, take my mother from me, you know. God is sovereign in all his ways. Mm -hmm. He doesn't make any mistake. Why did he take your mother? Yes. Because she was ready. Not because you was ready, <laughs> but because she was ready. And the thing about it, I tell people all the time, uh, because one thing I've, I've, I've been doing a lot of home goings and a whole lot of funerals uh, since uh, the pandemic. And these last, actually past the pandemic, these last two weeks, I've done two mother's funerals. So it's ironic that you asked me this question, why did God take your mother? Mm -hmm. uh, he took, as I said, he took her because, he, because she belonged to him. That's the first reason why I took her. And, and the thing about God, when he takes something from us that belongs to him, he leaves us the interest. So what, do I, what am I saying in that? When God took your mother, mm -hmm. the interest that he left you uh, are all the lessons that she taught you along the way. Mm -hmm. Look at you still standing yeah. six years after your mother is gone. Yes. You wouldn't have been able to do that uh, if, it, if, if it wasn't part of the plan of God, if that makes any sense to you. You know, even though your mother left, uh, I'll tell you, I tell people all the time, nothing is lost when you know where it is. Mm -hmm. You know where your mother is. Yes, I do. <laughs> you understand? And yeah. see, because you know where she is, you know, that gives you the wherewithal to keep going on because you know that if you keep going on and doing what you're doing, that you're going to see her again. Yes. And likewise, I'm going to see my daddy again. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, he leaves us the interest. You wouldn't be the man you were today. You are today. If your mother was still here, that makes sense. Yeah. We miss, yeah. We miss your mama. I do every day. I miss her every day. I miss my daddy too. Still. Like I said, it's been almost 25, been almost 25 years. Uh -huh. I still miss them. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, but I can always look up in the sky and know that he's hanging over the bowels of heaven, cheering me on. Because mm -hmm. the Bible says that uh, when they leave us, that they join the great cloud of witnesses. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. And they're cheering us on saying, mm -hmm. Jaya, you going to make it. And I can't wait for you to, to hurry up and get your degree so we can, so, so we could, I got a story to tell. Yes. And you got some filming to do. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. I, you know, I got, I got a story 
Uh, I got the title. It's called One Preacher's Son. Thank you. Yeah. One Preacher's Son. Yes, I like that. You know, and I want to tell the story. Yeah. And I want, you to, I want you to be the one to help me tell it. I sure will. God bless you. I definitely will. You know, I can't wait for that day. What do I like to do for fun and travel? What do I like to do for fun? Yeah. I like to fish. Yeah. I, I, I like to fish. I like to travel. I like to spend time with my wife. Mm-hmm. My wife, my my wife and I, she's my best friend. Can I tell you, she, her and I, we have a good time just together, hanging out uh, with one another. One of the other things that I like to do when I ain't preaching, don't mm-hmm. tell nobody, Jay. Uh, your your big brother, your big brother like likes to shop. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, retail therapy, um, it gets me through the day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, I like to cook. I, I love to cook. Two of my both of my grandfathers, uh, they did a lot of cooking and I, you know, I stayed up underneath them when I was a child. So I love to cook too. Um, you know, I'm a servant. You know, I love to serve. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah, me too. Um, I definitely believe in you know, serving to some degree is important, you know. So I love you. Mm. Absolutely. So my question to you is serious. How do you deal with racism? Because it's all because I know it's all around, you know. How, how did the George, the George Floyd incident affect you? Right. Uh, George Floyd could have been any of us. Mm-hmm. And it affects me each and every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but affecting me versus controlling me mm-hmm. are two different things. Racism, yes, it, will, it affects us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to be blind, deaf, and dumb to say that racism does not exist and it doesn't affect us. Uh, but how does it, but is it going to control me? No, I refuse uh, to let it control me. Why? Because the, who, the Bible says who the son is set free mm-hmm. is free indeed. And racism uh, is a is a bondage. You understand what I'm saying? I think so. And, yeah. I, and I'm not going to let it bind me up. Let it bind the person up that has the hatred in their heart uh, over somebody else just because of the color of their skin, mm-hmm. just because of the content of their character. No, I'm not going to allow. I'm not going to allow that to 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 you know to in you know in to overtake me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, my church, I'm a black pastor. Ray Charles could see that, mm-hmm. okay? I I pastor uh, in the uh, largest black Pentecostal denomination uh, in the United States of America, which is the Church of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I can't take anything, that's who I am. That's the church that I am a part of. But my church, is a multi multicultural congregation. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? The Bible says, "Whosoever will, let him come." You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I live in a city. I have Hispanic people uh, in my congregation. I have West Indian people in my congregation. I have Caucasians in my congregation. I have Asian uh, Americans in my congregation. Why? Because the Bible that I read and the Bible that I that I teach from tells me in there that from one bloodline, Jack, mm-hmm. every nation was established. So if one from one bloodline 
Mm-hmm. Every nation was established. How can I not call uh, somebody of a Caucasian descent my brother or my sister? Mm-hmm. If we all come from the same bloodline. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I'm not. Key, I, yeah, racism. And, 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 and I can get on my soapbox. I, you know, I, I can go there. But when it but at the end of the day, it's not going to control me. It's going to control the person that allows that root uh, to set in their heart. And again, racism is taught at home. Can I say that? It is taught in the house. Okay. And so uh, we've got to make sure uh, that we teach our children the right way to go and and make sure. And another thing, Jay, uh, we need to make sure that we know our history. Yes. And I don't care how they tried uh, to politicize it uh, so that it's not uh, so that it is not um, taught in our schools, we need to know our history. Because mm-hmm. if we don't, if our people don't know our history, we're destined to repeat it. Yes. And there, and as you can see, they're trying to do that now with the voter suppression. Yeah. They don't want us to get out the vote. That's true. It makes any sense. So would you consider one for president of the United States someday? Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. I'll say, uh, I'll tell you this, I have no endeavor to run for any office. Um, I've been I've been engaged um, by uh, my local community, you know, as pastor. You you, why don't you why don't you get out? And and no, you know why? Because if I run, that means that I am going to be beholden to the financial supporters of my campaign and see if I'm uh, emboldened and holding to those people, then I have, then they're able to control my tongue, if that makes any sense. So I refuse to run for any office because my tongue cannot be bought because if you can buy my tongue, that means you can sell my tongue and I'm not for sale, sir. Well, hello there. This is the J-Man Show on WBCA. 102.9 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station. I'm in an office. I may not be able to speak up, if that makes sense. So, no, no, no. I'm not going to get in office. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to speak up. And I don't care who likes it. So, what do you think people can do to change the world, to make the world better, in your opinion? What can people do to, to change the world? I'll tell you exactly what, uh, what we can do to change the world. We need to start with self. We need to start with ourselves. You know, we need to do some self-assessments first off and search our, search our, our hearts, you know, uh, and, 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 and doing a self-assessment and searching our hearts, we need to try to, uh, uh, try to be better, you know, and, and, and do things differently and think about our actions and who they affect, you know. And, and, and when we think about somebody else other than ourselves, uh, then we'll be able uh, to, to do uh, and make this world a better place to live in. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? Sure uh, you know, it's not. It, and it starts with one. It's it, you know, it starts with one. And, you know, and, and that's the problem. You know, we want to 
oftentimes people want to have a big platform and, and you know, and, and I'm going to change the world because I got this. No, the big the biggest changes are often made in the quietest areas and the rest will follow. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely agree. I hear you. Um, so did, did you ever go to college? Yeah, I went to. Yes, I attended Salem State College. Uh, I graduated from Cathedral High School uh, in the south end of Boston there. And then from there, I trickled to Salem State College. I'm actually getting ready to go back to school at this late day to work on um, my master's in theology uh, so I can have that underneath my belt as well. You know, I, t- I was taught, uh, get your learning, but don't lose your burning. <laughs> you got to have, the. You know, I don't care how much book knowledge you got, you got to have a heart knowledge yeah. of who he is. And he's the one that makes the difference. I definitely agree because I found out, all, you know, after my mom passed, you had to have a college education. So that's why I go back to school, you know, so I was, you know, make some money and have a career, you know. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, and unfor- it's unfortunate that as black men and as black people, uh, we still have to be 10 times better than the next man. Yes. Uh, for us to be uh, accepted. So, yeah. So we go take that. Yeah, we, I'm glad we go. You will take that. We're taking that off the off the table. We go get them little. We go get them them letters behind our name, our BA, our, your MS, and uh, whatever else. Yeah. Uh, you know. But guess what? That doesn't make you who you are. And and all it's going to do is it's just going to enhance the gift God has already placed inside of you. That's very true. Education does. It enhances the gift mm-hmm. that God has placed inside of you. Yeah, that's true. That's wonderful to hear. Um, did you ever, ever want to be famous? No, <laughs> no. I was uh, I was a shy individual oh. uh, as, as a child. They even tried to say that I had a speech impediment as a as a as a youngster. And and so no, you know, I I I was in plays. I was in the. Uh, I'm gonna tell a little story. I'm gonna help the. I'm gonna help you, young folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sang in the Glee Club. Uh, and it, you know why I sang in the Glee Club, Jay? Because there was a lot of girls in the Glee Club. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but being famous, no. I just, I'd la- I would, and still, I'd rather fly under the radar if I could. Uh, but it, but it doesn't seem to be my plight. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, wow. Um, what want people to people to, to know about you? What I want people to know about me. First off, they want them to know that I love God with all my heart. And I want them also to know that we serve a God of another chance. Uh, I want people to know uh, that he made a difference in my life and he can make a difference in your life okay. if you give him the chance. Yes, thank you. That's what I want people to know. You know, it, it, you know, people try to make things so uh, deep and so mystical. No, it's the simplicity. Jesus preached a simple message. And, so, and that's the message that we still need to uh, tell people today. Yes, I definitely agree. Um, yeah, wow. Um, how can we find you on social media and find your church if you want to get in touch with you? Sure. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook. Um, at Greater Deliverance Temple Church Lowell. 
Uh, you can find me also, Dwayne uh, Wheeler, uh, on Facebook. Uh, I believe I'm on Instagram. I don't know all that stuff. Um, I believe my uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I believe my Twitter uh, is one preacher's son is my Twitter handle. I'm on Instagram too. You know, um, our Sunday services are being held now uh, at the Holiday Inn Express uh, at Eight Independence Way in the city of Chelmsford, Massachusetts. Our new location is presently being worked on uh, in the city of Lowell, uh, but uh, we are there every Sunday. That's again, uh, Holiday Inn Express uh, in the city of Chelmsford at 8 Independence Way. Okay, great. Have you ever met anybody famous, like, like any famous actors or, or movie stars or, or singers? I've, I've met a few um, famous individuals uh, in my day. And, um, and I thank God, uh, you know, the Bible says your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Um, you know, I, I, I had the, um, awesome opportunity, uh, to know, um, our form, one of our former presidents, William, uh, Jefferson Clinton oh, wow. uh, lived down in Arkansas. Uh, I was actually uh, invited to his mother's funeral. Wow. Uh, and I sat two rows behind him. I could have passed him a tissue, but I didn't want the Secret Service to be jumping, <laughs> trying to get me. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, but yeah, no, God has blessed me. I've, you know, I've met a number of uh, different singers, uh, number of different hip hop artists, a mm -hmm. uh, number of different uh, actors. Uh, I don't know if you know Onyx. Uh, oh yeah, Sticky, I do, yeah. Fing Sticky yeah. Fingers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yep, he's uh, you know uh, one of his friends is my friends, mm -hmm. and then we became. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, you know God's like I said, God has blessed me. Okay. Well, that's wonderful. So, so did you actually shake shake President Clinton's hand? Uh, I, yes, I've shaken his hand in, uh, in the past. Yes, I have. Okay. Uh, and uh, yes, in, in past, and I've had uh, brief, brief conversations with him also. That's good. Did you, that's good. Did you, did you also go to the White House to see him? Uh, no, I didn't go to the White House to see him. Uh, he, he came to Arkansas enough <laughs> uh, during his presidency. Okay. Uh, so no, I didn't need to go uh, to Arkansas to see him. Um, I was invited uh, to, um, I will say I was invited to um, both inaugurations for our uh, former president, uh, Barack Hussein Obama. Wow, yes. Uh, you know, my, uh, my Congress uh, man at the time, uh, congressman at the time, uh, made sure uh, that I had an invitation to the inauguration. And um, I don't take that. Uh, I don't take that for granted. You know, I tell people favor isn't fair, uh, but I thank God for the favor uh, that He's He's uh, put given up over my life. That's wonderful. Now, have now have 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 you actually met Barack Obama? I have not met him uh, up neither him or Michelle okay. uh, at, at as of yet. Uh, okay. But you know, I I. Uh, I do visit my the vineyard, so hopefully uh, yeah. I do the vineyard in the summertime. Yeah. So 
uh, if it's the Lord's willing, uh, our paths will cross. <laughs> me too. I, I love me too because I did meet Michelle Obama in, uh, and I met um, I, I met Hillary Clinton, Chelsea, Chelsea Clinton, you know. So yeah, and, and yeah, they were nice. You know, I love to meet President Obama. You know, I shook his hand. If he comes to Mount Finney, I'd love for first of all, I hope we try and try and meet him. You know, shake his hand something. You know, be that. Uh, be uh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You go listen. You got that favor over your life. I mean, you look, man. You look like somebody people ought to know. Yeah, as much you know from your story. You know how how you overcame your trials, becoming a pastor, and losing your father. And so I don't know if I do some close to close to you, especially my mother. You know, so and believe me, it's not it's not funny. You know, would, would would you consider moving to Florida, California, to get out of cold weather? I'll come visit. Yeah, I'm moving. I'm now. If you now if you. Have me set up with a, a, a you know a, a ten thousand member church down there in Florida or one of the warm climates. I may have to consider it, but no, this is where God has called me to, and I got to stay true to my calling. I wish I could uh, go someplace else, warmer, go go someplace else where pastoring is easier. Uh, but no, God has called me to this area. And I've got to stay true to my calling. I've been, I've been you know, I've been, uh, what's the word I've been using? I've been digging up the ground around here. Mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna leave a ground that I've turned over and dug up okay. and, and, and made it profitable. Uh, no, sir. I'm gonna stick it out. Okay. And you don't mind, and, and you, you, you don't, you don't mind being in the cold weather. You don't mind shoveling snow. I mean, because that's you don't. At, mind that? at this stage of the game, Jay, I. If I shovel snow, it's because I want to. Okay. <laughs> okay. God bless me that I don't have that I don't have to shovel snow. Um, I thank God I got I got a plow guy. Mm -hmm. He come plows me out, and I don't. And, and, and guess what? Mm -hmm. I, my I set my life up that if he's the, if he takes his time plow me out, mm -hmm. that's okay. I'm okay in the house. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah, but hopefully someday, you know, you, you might consider moving, moving to Russia, Florida. Somebody's warm, you know, because you know. Cause... I know it's warm, Jack. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. And and as the older as I get, my bones is aching and mm -hmm. cricking and cracking. I know. Mm -hmm. But we trying not not yet. We okay. still got a few more years here. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying, you know, definitely not. Yeah, I definitely hear, you know, and just they said this is a wonderful interview, you know, and this is I learned so much, you know, from from you going up how we lost so everything that that went that that happened, you know. I mean I had to, oh one, one more question. Had there any had there been any fake I I didn't mind about you that you can tell wasn't a, a real friend to you? Yeah, I mean that I mean that that's and that's part of life, Jay. You know, there's that you, you know, uh you have you you have frenemies. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you have haters. Yes. You know? And guess what? I thank God for each and every one of them. Because mm -hmm. you know what? That pushes me into my destiny. Yes. You understand what I'm saying? If I had everybody just, you know, just loving me and all that, then I wouldn't then I wouldn't know how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I learned but I've learned how to, you know, how to how to win the fight okay and i thank god you know that he gives us discernment mm -hmm. you know because uh, it when you look at it jay mm -hmm. jesus picked 12 12 homeboys 12 mm -hmm. yes and he picked judas 
And Judas was the one that gave him the kiss of death. Mm -hmm. But Jesus picked him. So that lets me know that each and every person has a part to play. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, hey, I, you know, I tell people when I know that they're, they're you know, that, that they're not genuine, mm -hmm. I, I pray to God. God, whatever they're whatever they're here to do, let them do it quickly so they can get on about their business. Yes, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. So right. yeah, you know, people um, will sometimes be uh, disingenuous and not be true and maybe faking the funk. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't take anything away from me. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nor does it take anything away from you, mm -hmm. because as long as you have uh, the right intentions and you have the right spirit within your heart, you win every time. That's true. I can't say about myself on bottom well, This is well, this is a definitely a blessed interview. So long will do you know I found so much me, you Absolutely. know. Okay. Yes, sir. We'll do. Okay, thank you. I'll talk to you again, you know, and stay in touch, you know, and stay safe. Make sure you stay safe, okay, stay blessed, and we'll definitely be in touch, okay? I appreciate your time, you know. God bless you, brother. All right, brother man. Take care. Talk they are on wbca.podbean.com. That's WBCA dot P O D B E A N dot com. And I have videos of me interviewing Matthew Knows, Nevia, Maya, Ashanti, I'll be honest, Cassidy. I interviewed Shotney Moore, and the list goes on. So, and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can reach me anytime, day or night. And I also have a TikTok. J-A-B-I-N-O, J-A-I-Y-E-B-Y-N-O-E at yahoo.com. And for those who are, who are also interested, my producer and manager, Donald Poole, has a TikTok platform called grandpopking.com. So for those who want more information on Donald Poole, you may go to grandpopking, G-I-A-N-D-P-O-P, K-I-N-G.com. That is grandpopking.com. And he's also on TikTok. He is a bad mother. And like I said, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me, supporting my show, and supporting Donald Poole, because this is going to be our year. I hope that this will be a blessed year. I feel that we are both in for some wonderful surprises. I hope to be able to go to school. Whatever your dreams are, whatever you decide to be, you can be it. Whatever you want to achieve in life, I say, please go to end to it. We only have one life to live, so let's make the most of our life. Let's treat everybody with respect, kindness, and stick up for another, stick up for each other, be there for each other, love each other, and live in peace and harmony. I want to come on and say thank you from the bottom of my heart to Dustin my sofa. I couldn't be, I couldn't do it without you. I couldn't be here without you. Make my fans you make me what I am, and incredible experience for me to be on this platform to have this show because i never imagined my life would be like this like it is today so and it's definitely been a challenge a fun ride and so for all those people that want to be a podcaster or, or a host or whatever they want to be you can do it you can make it you can't make it you gotta just believe in god stay focused stay true to your heart st stick to your dreams and let everybody take you down amen show on wbca 102.9 fm Boston's local community radio station.